Under the real estate umbrella, what are you most excited about these days, especially when the interest rates are kind of high? Yeah, they are. It's a challenge, no question about it. We've all got the same challenge in the room. What are we most excited about? Look, we just closed on a deal in Texas. We bought a hotel. Um, we work with great partners. We partner up with people. We, we have a partner in the senior housing. We have a partner with our, um, with our hotel conversions. We found the deal. It's valued right now. We just had an appraisal, $33 million. We bought it for 6.25 and it has five plus in revenue right now, five plus million in revenue right now. We're most excited about what we see as the deals that are going to show up out there as we head into these next few months, maybe year, maybe even two years. So that's what I would say, that we know that there are deals to be had out there and we're looking for them. And John, what do you think? What are you guys most, would you see everything because, because of your platform? Um, what do you see most excitement around these days? Yeah, I, I see thousands of transactions come through our office as a custodian. And what I'm seeing is an increase in real estate purchases, specifically single family rental properties that our customers are purchasing with their IRAs, 401ks and other retirement plans, which is not uncommon in a higher interest rate environment because a lot of investors that use their IRAs, whether it's a 401k rollover, TSP rollover, Roth IRA, SEP IRA, generally speaking, they're cash buyers. Now, I know that seems contrary to popular uh, or traditional real estate investing wisdom, but most investors don't go out and borrow money when they do an IRA real estate transaction. And there's a number of reasons for that that I can talk to you about individually. So what a lot of investors are looking at is the opportunity to buy cash flowing real estate without a high interest rate using their self-directed IRA, and then potentially down the road, should interest rates be reduced, at that point, they would do a refinance cash out and maybe buy a second or third property. So we've been very fortunate as a business when the stock market is turbulent, a lot of folks, individual retail investors, will flee traditional asset classes and they'll actually start migrating portions of their IRAs, 401ks, defined benefit plans, other retirement plans into real estate. So that's what we're seeing as a custodian and a lot of very creative real estate investment transactions like real estate joint ventures, partnering with other investors, real estate partnerships, land deals. As a hedge against inflation, we're seeing a lot of land purchases using IRAs, 401ks, and other retirement plans. Pass. Thanks. Um, so three areas excite us. Uh, first of all, what Liz said really resonates with us. Uh, we do like real estate. Uh, within real estate, I'm looking specifically um, at a lot of medical real estate. So that's building for biolabs, um, senior living, and uh, hospital groups. Um, other areas that resonate, private credit. Now saying private credit is like saying, I like mutual funds. It can mean anything. Uh, private credit has a wide spectrum of possibilities. Specifically, I tend to like opportunistic private credit that's very covenant heavy, where uh, the covenants just have teeth into the loan and a lot of protection. And the third area I like is venture capital. I think in this downturn, there's gonna be opportunity, uh, opportunity for good pricing in venture capital. And more specifically, I think there's a lot of opportunity in female-led venture capital. And I know some speakers will be talking about that later today. Um, 
I would say we're in a wait till you see the whites of their eyes kind of environment. Uh, I don't think the Fed is remotely done um, and that there is pain to come. We haven't seen it. Spreads are still super tight. We do like private credit. I agree with you there because base, base rates have gone up so much. You know, it used to be LIBOR plus 600, so you're earning 6%. You know, now it's software plus, you know, 700, so you're earning 12. And if you're, you know, a California taxpayer, you know, paying 50% on that because you don't have, you know, an equity trust uh, account, then, uh, then, you know, it starts to get interesting again versus inflation. We've liked infrastructure for some time uh, because, again, you know, beginning in 2020, we saw inflation coming and said what, what works protects principal, gives you tax benefit, uh, cash flow, um, and is linked to inflation. So we've been doing some infrastructure investing. Um, but I, I, would, I would say that, you know, investors now have options. Um, and so, you know, real estate is certainly interesting, but feel like they're, you know, if the Fed keeps going, there's going to be some real good opportunities in, you know, 9, 18, 24 months that, and we're going to sit on capital until that time comes. Um, things that I'm excited about. Uh, honestly, I'm excited that prices have come down. Uh, there were a lot of tourists in my space over the last couple of years that uh, <laughs> shouldn't have been in my space. Um, uh, so I'm excited the prices have come down. Uh, and honestly, for, especially for venture, uh, the funds that are created over the next two years are probably going to be some of the best funds in the last decade, simply because uh, this is when uh, your ROI uh, on the investment just uh, uh, multiplies significantly faster. Uh, if you look at the last time we had a recession or something close to it, uh, 2008, 2009, uh, the startups that came out of there were Airbnb, Uber, et cetera. Um, and you can see the multiples on that. And so from our perspective, we're excited the prices have come down. We're excited about climate tech specifically, simply because there's a lot of free capital uh, out there right now from the government for it. Um, we do want to be wary about pricing that though, because uh, everyone else is trying to get in that space as well. Um, but yeah. From our perspective, you know, we have to look at the entire universe of, of possibilities for a family office and take into account taxes and current market environment, all those other things. So it's, you know, to sit in a CIO role within a family office, it's really, it's an easy job that I have basically one boss uh, in the family that I, I work for, but it's difficult because you have to take into account so many different things. Where we are in the cycle right now, um, select real estate is still very interesting to us. Um, although we are um, very selective as to where we do business. Um, I happen to live here in Southern California, but we will not invest in any California real estate. Here, whatsoever. here. Yeah. And I love LA, but we don't do it. I'm in Orange County, but I love Newport difference. even more. Yeah. So um, we're heavily invested in uh, Central Texas, building out infrastructure there. Um, Florida, the Carolinas, uh, you know, if you look at, you know, from a political standpoint, a lot of the red states, business friendly, tax friendly, that's where you want to be. Um, all the other cities where everybody's fleeing from, no interest in being there. Um, as far as the venture, uh, area. I'm not so crazy about venture capital right now, just because I think there's so many people that have crowded into that space, as you just alluded. Um, I'm really interested in venture debt right now. 
a lot of companies can't get the money that they're looking for, don't want to further dilute, don't want to do a down round. They're looking at venture debt. You can get kind of mid-teens returns on that with a lot of uh, warrants and options and other things on there. So over a cycle, you're looking at low 20s returns on venture debt. That, that's an area that we're, we're doing right now. Uh, alternative credit. Um, historically, I've looked at a lot of niche areas. Um, I was one of the first players that got into litigation finance about seven or eight years ago. That did really well for us. Uh, we're looking at some stuff right now in uh, factoring, uh, which is last couple of years has done very well for us. Um, equity markets, I'm just kind of staying away from right now. I mean, there's there's that those chapters yet have to be written, what's going on with the Fed and everything else. And there's just too much uncertainty in the markets to really give me confidence to invest any certain direction there. So overall, we're opportunistic. We look at a lot of different things, but I'm trying to do it with a broad perspective. And uh, I was taught to play chess as a young boy and uh, did well through that for many years. And I'm always trying to think two or three moves ahead of where the markets are going. So. Um, and that ties in with my favorite quotes was from Wayne Gretzky when he was asked why he's such a great hockey player. He says, I skate to where the puck is going to be, not to where it's been. And so running a family office, that's what I try to bring to the table is uh, a little more thoughtfulness in what we do and trying to figure out where the markets are going and try to position ourselves in front of them. And I guess in summary, one last remark, if I were to add a few things, um, Family office investors are in no hurry to invest. So this is one of those times. It's okay if we invest. It's okay if we don't invest. So um, be careful about value traps. Uh, if something's too good to be true, it ain't. And um, with that, I wish everybody a, a prosperous rest of the year. And if you guys have any questions, we'll be out that door momentarily. Thank you. To listen to this full panel, join the Family Office Club by visiting familyoffices.com. We look forward to seeing you at our next live event.